In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. This is a story we've we've heard many, many times. A story that we, we all know about a man named Zacchaeus. And we know that he's the, the gospel describes him in a certain way. A few things the gospel uses to describe him. St. Luke says he was rich. He was a chief tax collector, and he was short. Those are the, the three things we knew about Zacchaeus. One of the most interesting things in the Gospels is that Christ connected with different people from different backgrounds, from different um, like ways of life, different uh, genders, different, like it didn't matter with Christ because his goal was to connect people to him. And this was the goal since the beginning of time, since Adam and Eve, to unite with Christ. We see here the situation that Zacchaeus lived in and, and this situation that we're seeing here, a situation that we're very uh, familiar with. Jericho at this time wasn't a great place. Jericho at this time wasn't like the, the holiest of places. There was a lot of sin in the world. There was like the standards in Jericho weren't that high. So people like Zacchaeus were there, and, and, and any time you read about a tax collector, the first thing is you have to realize that this job was not a respected job. This job wasn't a respected job. Just like St. Matthew was a tax collector, it wasn't a respected position. It wasn't something that people like saw tax collectors and like they thanked them for their work. Tax collectors were known in society as thieves or as people that kind of, in, in our terms here, hustled, right? They, they, they always tried to, to kind of step on other people. And Zacchaeus was one of them. But here we see that regardless of the person's situation, we see that Christ reaches out. And I think there's a characteristic here in Zacchaeus that's very, very interesting. And this is curiosity. Curiosity. Zacchaeus, a short man, was curious. Nowadays, we have social media. We know everything that's happening in everybody's life. The good, the bad, everything. Back then, they might have not had that same... Uh, social media lifestyle where they knew everything, but the city was small enough that they knew they've heard of this man named Christ. People were saying he's God. People were saying he's not. People were saying he's doing miracles. He was curious. He was curious. So he ran up and sat on a tree. I feel like we, we sometimes read the stories in the gospel and we think that they're normal. They're not. He ran up a tree. He went up onto a tree. Why? Just to see Christ. 
Just by that action alone, realized we realize that he was seeking Christ. It says in the gospel, and he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd. The crowd here symbolizes people who just followed Christ. But Zacchaeus went out of his way to make sure he himself sees Christ. It wasn't enough to hear about this man named Christ. Many times, we kind of just go through the motions. We talk about this a lot, that sometimes we just come to church because our parents push us to come. Or, or we come to church because, as adults, because that's what we're supposed to do. But Zacchaeus here took it to another step. He reacted to Christ. He saw Christ, or he knew Christ was coming, and he reacted to him by going and standing and getting on a tree just to see him. In order to see Christ, we have to step above the crowd sometimes. We have to get above the ground. St. Paul says our focus should be setting our mind on things above, setting our hearts on things above. We should be going to a higher standard, a higher level in order to see Christ. We joke about his stature here, that he was short, and I feel like they don't say anybody else's height except for Zacchaeus and Goliath in the whole in, in the Bible. Like they don't say this about everybody. We don't know how tall St. John was or St. Peter was or St. Paul was. We don't know how tall Christ was. But here specifically they say that Zacchaeus was short to show us that it was kind of like he needed to make an effort in order to see Christ. It wasn't if he just stood there in the crowd, he wasn't going to see anything. The idea here is to understand and to look at and see that Christ was important enough that Zacchaeus was going to go on a tree. Now, remember, he's a chief tax collector. It's not dignified to just get up there on the tree, but he di it didn't matter to him. For him, this wasn't, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what people thought. It didn't matter, like he wanted to stand out. And as a Christian, that's our goal, to stand out. People might have looked at Zacchaeus, he already had a bad reputation because he's a tax collector. Now, people might have looked at him like he's crazy. And St. Paul talks about that, about being fools for Christ. That you go into a level, you do something that to the world makes no sense. To the world makes no sense. But for, for Zacchaeus, he wanted to stand out. He realized how important Christ was. How important is Christ to us that we are willing also to stand out? that we're willing to be a little bit uncomfortable. That tree, I'm sure, wasn't comfortable. You're climbing up on a tree. People are looking at you. It's uncomfortable. It's not hard. It's not easy to get up on a tree. So it, he had to struggle to do that. All this to see Christ. Sometimes we are willing to see Christ if it's convenient. 
if it's convenient. Like if Christ is here, fine. Like I'm not doing anything, uh, fine. It's convenient to pray when we're all praying. It's convenient. But when, what about when you're praying when you're alone? When everything around you is saying, come on, like, you work so hard in school, you work so hard at work, just spend some time watching TV, spend some time online, spend some time with your friends, spend some time, spend some time, all these things, spend some time Fortnite and whatever else. But the idea is to step out and to say, no, I'm going to be different. I'm going to stand out even if it's uncomfortable. So his reaction to Christ is really important. This reaction to Christ also notice that he climbed on a tree. We just celebrated the Feast of the Cross. And the cross is also known as the tree, right? And Zacchaeus went up on this tree and he gave up his dignity. He gave up his, what people thought of him. He sacrificed. Getting on the cross is not an option. Taking, on, taking up our cross, if we want to live with Christ, is not an option. We make it into an option, we make it into a fashion statement. That the cross is just something all Christians should wear or should have tattooed or something. But the idea here is to teach us that, no, the cross is a way of life. In order to connect with Christ, we must be willing to take up the cross. The second thing is perseverance. How many times have we said, okay, I'm going to get closer to God. And I want to become a better Christian. But once the, once the situation gets tough, then forget it. Like once I'm going to become Christian, but once it's inconvenient, come on, like I'm sacrificing. I want to be Christian. Christianity is about perseverance. Christianity is about perseverance. It's about long-suffering. A fruit of the Holy Spirit is long-suffering. It's about going through the tough times because you know in front of you it's worth it. No one goes through school, college, grad school, work for fun. They do it because it's worth it. No one goes through prayer and reading when it's tough, when everybody else is not doing it because it's fun. It will eventually become fun. It will eventually become something that you love. Maybe fun's not the best word, but it will be something that you love because he is worth it. He is worth it. So climbing the tree takes perseverance. It takes realization that being a Christian is not easy. 
I was talking to somebody recently that came in and just, I was saying, oh, hi, how are you? How's everything? Just follow up. And they said, I'm done. I said, wait, done with what? We just started. Like, what? Done with what? And they said, I tried over the past year to get close to God, but ever since I tried to get close to God, my life has been horrible. Those were the exact words. Ever since I've tried to become close to God, my life has been horrible. So I asked, what do you mean? What happened that made your life horrible? And they started naming a bunch of things in their life. Struggles, internal, external, different people, different work, school, everything you can think of. Friends, relationships. All together, the situation for them equaled, this was horrible. To them, at that moment, it wasn't worth it. So when they came and said, I'm done, it was saying, like, I, I can't do this anymore. One of the things that we have to know, that once we decide that we want to be with Christ, it's going to get hard. It's going to be a struggle. It's not going to be easy. But it's worth it. It was worth it for Zacchaeus to, to embarrass himself and to get on a tree and to just see Christ. It was worth it to see him. We only make sacrifices for things that are worth it. We only spend money on possessions if we feel that they're going to be worth it. We don't spend money on things that are not going to be worth it. We always have this pro-con list in our head. We always check the, 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 the value of things. That's from when we're young. We think about value. And if something is valuable, we will sacrifice for it. I always give the example. At 8 a.m., for example, today, when liturgy starts, there was me and four people. Five. If I had made an announcement and said, whoever comes to liturgy at 8 a.m. when liturgy starts, everybody walks out with a million dollars. What time will people be here? People will be here from the night before. Ashaya will be packed. Tasbihah will be packed. Everybody will be waiting. There will be lines out the door. There will be no convincing. Because in our mind right there, the sacrifice is worth it. I'll wait. I won't sleep for two days. It doesn't matter. It's worth it. But when it comes to Christ, are we valuing Him the way we should? Do we value Him as God? Do we value the Eucharist as Christ partaking of His body and blood? Are we, are we valuing the sacrament of confession in order to be cleansed and to be uh, uh, renewed. It's all about our perspective. If our perspective is Christ is valuable, we will sacrifice. We will sacrifice the language that we use, the way we dress to church, the way we talk in church, the way we 
all of these things we will sacrifice. We will sacrifice our comfort in order to be with Christ during this time. The last thing is we see Zacchaeus' interaction with Christ. We notice here Christ is very gracious. How many people are following him at this time? Countless. Like there's a crowd. People are everywhere. But Christ goes out of his way to look up and see a man on a tree. Like we, we see the story like it's normal. It's not. Christ walked out like I see him fo a crowd following him. He stepped to the side, saw a man on a tree, while others probably are making fun of this man. <laughs> Get off. What are you doing? The tree's going to break. Like, what are you doing? And Christ went up and said, Zacchaeus, called him by his name. Our God is a personal God. And once we make the effort to connect with him, it's a personal thing. It's a personal relationship. One of the biggest misconceptions is that, oh yeah, I'm Christian just like everyone else. There is no such thing. The standard is Christ. The standard is Christ. But we all have different personal relationships with Christ. Everyone's relationship with Christ is different. But we have the same focus. And the church is there to help us and nurture us and guide us to, to reach that perfect relationship with Christ. He addressed the case by name. And he said, make haste and come, come down for today. I must stay at your house. Notice again the words that, that are said. I must stay at your house. Christ looked at this as an opportunity to connect with, with Zacchaeus. But what, what he saw in Zacchaeus was Zacchaeus had already ran and sought Christ. He ran to him and sought Christ. He already was there. He made the effort. And Christ took on his effort. And he said, I must stay at your house. God rewards our effort. He rewards our effort. And he, said, and, and, he, and he pointed at him and he called him by his name to show that it's a personal relationship. And he called him Zacchaeus. He said, I must stay at your house. Now, why did Christ have to be at his house? Why couldn't Christ just bless him there? Why did he say at your house? Because the house is where our relationship with Christ grows. We have a misconception that we come, we, we, we have to be in church in order for our relationship to grow. Yes, we come to church to build our relationship with Christ, but we water it at home. There is no relationship with Christ outside the church. We need, to, we need the Eucharist. We need this, to, to participate in the sacraments. We need to participate in the church in the body of the church. That's without question. But the next step is to realize that salvation, have, salvation is coming to your home. Christ is at your home. When he says salvation is, is, 
is uh, coming to your home. Salvation has come to this house because he's the son of Abraham. He, he said that salvation is coming to his house as the house is him as one of the sons of Abraham. But we can look at this as Christ, there's salvation in our homes. We require Christ to be in our homes. I shared this before. There was a priest uh, that I grew up with that he made an announcement once and he said, I'm going to visit uh, you know, everybody as much as I can in the church. But I won't visit unless you have an altar set up in your house. And everybody looked at him and was like, what do you mean? Who has an altar in the house? And what he meant was an area for prayer. An area dedicated to God. The idea of that is that we live with Christ not just here on Sunday. Christ made it a point and said, today I'm going to your house. Today I'm blessing your people, the, the Jews, the chosen people, but also your home, your specific homes. If Christ said that to us today, would we welcome him into our home? Would we welcome him? Would we say, no, 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 I'll meet you at church. Uh, my home's a little too messy. Would we say like, no, I'm not ready yet. I'll let you know. Or are we willing to sacrifice in order to change our life for Christ? Ultimately, the story is about us and how much we want to be with Christ. And being willing to sacrifice for living with Christ. We just prayed in the litany of the gospel. We say, for you are the salvation of us all. Salvation is not something that is earned. It's not a game that we win. But we say that you are the salvation. Christ is salvation. So our personal relationship with him is how we have salvation. That means standing out. That means hiring our standards. That means pushing ourselves and sacrificing. And glory be to God forever. Amen.